Voice of Fintech. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech MENA Middle East and North Africa series. In this series, you will hear inspirational stories of entrepreneurs, corporate innovators, investors, and ecosystem hub leaders from the Middle East and North Africa. My name is Rudy Fallad. I'm the founder of the Voice of Fintech podcast. This episode is hosted by Dora. Welcome everyone to Voice of Fintech, MENA episode. This is Dora Mahboudi hosting, and today my guest is Dia Zituni. So Dia Zituni is 2017 MEPI Tomorrow's Leaders alumni, but also he's an AUB, so American University of Beirut alumni in Lebanon. His first experience was at Chef Exchange, a food tech company startup in Lebanon. Dia quickly became the head of strategic business unit at Chef Exchange. This business unit was called Mama Stabha. He's an entrepreneur at heart and a true inspiration for Tunisian youth. He managed also through a network he built an innovative digital advertising agency called GDICE Hub in Tunisia. His most recent venture is Petigo, the first reimbursement-based digital insurance for pets, for pets in Tunisia. Yes, you heard it right, for pets. So it is accessible via user-friendly mobile application that offers services including locating nearby vets, submitting a claim to receive reimbursement, blog articles, and also posts related to pets. So welcome, Dia. Happy to host you for today at the Voice of Fintech and really looking forward. Thank you very much, Dora, for hosting me and thank you for the kind words. I hope I, hope I would live up to, those, to this high praise. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here, very excited to talk with you about the future of InsureTech and the future of Fintech in the region. Amazing. Yeah, so tell us, like, what's your background from where you came? Tell us more about this. I, I was born in Gebis in the south of Tunisia. As you've mentioned, I'm a Medi Tomorrow's Leaders alumni. I studied in the American University of Beirut. And my academic, let's say, background was in marketing and in business information and decision systems, which really allowed me to have a holistic view, let's say, of how a business is created and how a product can really be crafted to, to fit a certain clientele and to be born from within the needs of, the, of its target audience. So that was my initial, let's say, training. I was always into startups and into disruption of the status quo. Most of my internships back then were at startups. I actually did an internship at a fintech startup in Jordan called Liwa. And that was my first foray into how a disruptive entity that quickly scales can truly benefit a, a community. The target then was small business owners in Jordan, and there was actually a market uptick in, in, in their favor because of what Liwa and other entities were doing. So I was really into that. And then afterwards, as you mentioned, I've worked myself at a startup and then I came back to Tunis and was given the great opportunity to be at the head of, of a digital advertising agency. And that led me to meet my current co-founders and also to have a first-hand understanding of how the market, let's say, and functions via the lens of the, of the advertising world which has, has led me to, to this adventure with Petsigu, the first ever 
100% digital insurance offering for pets in Tunisia and in MENA. And uh, yeah, we're very glad and happy to share snippets of this exciting adventure. Amazing, yeah. So from like being a head of strategic business unit, being the product owner of a startup in a chef exchange, food tech, then we talk about advertising agency, communication, marketing, and then now we're talking a bit about InsurTech. This is really incredible. In how many years all this happened? Oh, actually looking back, it's very intense because yeah, <laughs> it was extreme. It actually all happened within the frame of five years, let's say, okay. since well, my graduation in 2018 till now, it's been one hell of a ride. And yeah, very fun. Amazing. So today we are talking about Petigo. We will focus on that part. Tell us more about Petigo. What's the mission? What's the added value? Like really, what's the why behind it? And also I have a funny question, let's say. How did you come to this naming? All right. <laughs> Fundamentally, Petigo came, came as a thought that I developed with my co-founder, Hafid Dridi, when he came up to me and said that he had just spent about 700 dinar on his dog, Pichka, the week before. And one thing led to another, and we asked ourselves the question, why isn't there a, a health insurance offering for pets in Tunisia? We, dig, we dug deeper and we found that there are over 1.5 million pets, cats and dogs in Tunisia that are not covered by this insurance offering. And we detected that there is an absolute market gap that we can fill using innovative technologies because we then also looked at how insurance is delivered in Tunisia and we decided that we have inputs about that as well. Okay. Uh, and that's how that's how the journey started. When it comes to the name Petsigu actually, so it comes from two words, Pets, obviously. obviously. <laughs> and the Sigu, which is an abbreviation of Sigurta, which is a Tunisian vernacular word for insurance. So the name Petsigu okay. literally means pet insurance. And it also helps to find the petsigo.com domain name for less than 10 euro per year. So oh, makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's great when it happens. Yeah, <laughs> we lucked out on that one. Amazing. From what I understood, so you and your team, so half of 3D, right? And Alimnif, you launched Petsigo late 2020, early 2021, with a focus on pets. So here we're talking about the niche pets for InsurTech. And you started in Tunisia with the first MVP, and then you developed a book with insurance in Tunisia. And then we're talking now about an initial traction exercise. First question, why have you made this choice to start in Tunisia, even though you could actually start elsewhere? And what, are, what were actually the learning curves you had or you're still dealing with up until today? So fundamentally, we are Tunisians, so okay. I guess it goes without saying that if we are going to start the, a disruptive journey, might as well start it in our own country. And the other fundamental reason, of course, in one way, in one modality or another, pet insurance exists elsewhere. Pet insurance does not exist or did not exist before we came in Tunisia. It only existed for cows and cattle in general, and it was just an economic product, meaning that if uh, your cow dies, then the actually state-owned sort of insurance company, which is Ktama, would, re would reimburse that. But there is there was no healthcare insurance the same way you go to the doctors and you spend mm. your money and then you get reimbursed for the care that you okay. received at the doctor or the pharmacist, and we wanted to bring that to pets, i.e. cats and dogs. And we've also seen this uptick, let's say, in the number of animal shops, 
and the number of animal care providers in Tunisia. So we have looked at it holistically and found that it was the most opportune terrain to launch this, as well as the ability to leverage our network and also to leverage our capacities and our friendships and our partnerships here in Tunisia to create that initial push and that initial traction. And here I would like to absolutely thank my, our current partners, Terence, because they are the insurance provider behind Petsibu that actually is uh, the reimburser the, of the engaged fees. And they provided us with this uh, insurance coverage and they've also provided us with uh, valuable analysis and actuarian activities that helped create Petsigo as a product. Petsigo is currently launched in Tunisia in partnership with Loïd Assurance as our unique partners. And uh, yeah, so globally to recap vis-a-vis your question, it's, it was mainly because Tunisia is a great place to, to launch an MVP, let's say. You can launch quickly sure. and uh, you can also iterate quickly. Mm-hmm. much more forgiving, let's say, business environment. Now, it falters a bit when it's a question of scale fundamentally because exactly. there are only 12 million Tunisians, but at the stage that we are in, we do believe that Tunisia is the best place to start. True, but what about the learning curve, especially in this context, because with this insurance, so Lloyd, it's an exercise of open innovation. What were the challenges for building the bug, for bringing it to life and actually now making traction? So actually, the, it's a very interesting question because it's it's not only learning curves that we had to mount, it's also curveballs that were thrown at us. It's fundamentally the questions of product or the challenges that we faced were in three different categories. So there are the regulatory challenges of launching something new, which in Tunisia would require of course, a certain level of lobbying and manifesting the true risk portfolio of the product. There are inherent product challenges because you are bringing a totally new insurance product. So we had to do a whole risk assessment, risk analysis, which took us a better part of six months to try to cover all different scenarios that we could think of and compare worldwide. And the, the third challenge was how to bring all of this together in a tech first product, in a product that truly focuses on the best user experience possible. So that's why Petsigo is actually 100% offered via the app. So it's the first such insurance product in Tunisia. We have fully integrated mobile payment and e-signature of contract solutions via other startups in Tunisia. I'd like to give them a shout out here. So Flusi handles our mobile payment gateway and NJSign handles our e-sig capabilities. And uh, yeah, together we managed to create this this uh, full, let's say, intratech package that we are quite proud of. We've also, we currently have a very great partnership with uh, Mint IT, who are the tech powerhouse behind, let's say, the, the innovation that lies in Petsigo. And we brought all of this together into a beautiful app that we are proud of. Amazing. I like to believe that Petigo is building a whole ecosystem around and this is really great. I see that you are successfully building it through multiple actors of the ecosystem, actually, which is actually a huge milestone because here we talk about tech actors, fintech, you mentioned Flusi. We're talking about an insurance company, a big one, Lloyd, big corporation. So 
what is viewed as competitors and other kind of markets. Here, you're really giving a great example of how we can work together to create a great ecosystem, even for the first trial, first initial traction. Congrats for that, first of all. But yeah, like, how could you really manage to to build that up well, and to convince them? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Actually, it didn't come without its challenges, of course, but it all started, and I'd like to go back to the, the initial point, it all started from our philosophy at Bitsigo that we do believe that it truly takes a village to raise a child. We do believe in the potential synergies between different actors to be able to bring out the best in each one and to leverage that to disrupt. And it comes from a critique of the state of many, many other entities or startups worldwide where they want to forge their own unique, 100% unique path. And uh, no, we, we love to stand on the shoulders of giants and we are proud to stand on the shoulders of giants to actually reach that higher strata or that higher level of innovation. And it is within that that we, we also now, we also in past now or absolutely in the future welcome all relevant partners who want to come up to come out to us with this within this ecosystem of pet insurance and insure tech to actually lift the barriers a bit and circumvent all, all barriers let's say or all problems that we may face to create the best possible products for everyone Great, thanks Adia for this exploration. So today when we talk about the startup, usually we also talk about funding and and when talking about funding, usually today it used to be a very, how to say, easy way between brackets to, to find funding worldwide, maybe not in the MENA, but usually in Europe or the US, but now the world, like worldwide, the funding are decreasing compared to last years. We can see even in multiple industries, but more specifically in fintech and insurtech, uh, which was more even stable than the fintech industry, it's decreasing. So how are you dealing with this, these changes first? And also, how can you, how to say it, how can you see it going on for you, in, either in, from North African point of view or more Tunisian point of view? We know that it's a struggle for Tunisian startup. Well, it is, let's call it a spade. It is a, a worldwide problem currently, and it is a struggle. It has been a struggle for Tunisian companies since a long time ago, which is actually probably what is advantageous about Tunisian startups is that we've always known that the scrutiny or the access to funding is more difficult for us here in Tunisia than other places in the world. So that kind of inherently gave us the opportunity to be more resilient, to be more resourceful, to be better equipped at bootstrapping and hacking around certain things to, to achieve MVP or to achieve growth. That being said, of course, we are constantly fundraising and constantly trying to evolve. And our approach initially was not to seek early stage investment. Mm-hmm. We've, we've subsided and we've actually innovated with with personal financing as well as grants from different entities such as Innovi or the Tunisian government uh, via their Air One program. So there are many programs out there that helped us in those initial times. But our approach was different. We did not seek investment for the first 
two years, let's say, of this journey because we still have it 100% at that time. Now it's all fine and dandy and hopefully the platform is set enough for us to use it to scale up quickly. But at that time, we navigated a lot of regulatory hurdles that we didn't want to drag a, an investor in with us because uh, evidently in insurtech and fintech anywhere in the world, Tunisia is no exception and in fact Tunisia is probably a bit difficult, a bit more difficult in that regard, we all have to navigate a certain regulatory framework that isn't yes. necessarily geared towards us. And that takes time, that takes product iteration, that takes innovation, that takes a lot of tech and all of these combined would mean that it will take a lot of money. But, and that money isn't necessarily going to bear fruit if it doesn't circumvent or if it doesn't deal with these hurdles. Now at Petsigo, we have dealt with these hurdles within our bootstrapping days. We didn't want, and we wanted all of the investment to come either as iterations for the product or to gain traction and to gain knowledge, which is the phase we are in right now. Okay. I'm very hopeful about the situation that we are in since we have cleared all, let's say, third-party hurdles. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to, to focus on growth. It's time to focus on our end clients. And that has always been the, the goal, really, to 100% to focus on delivering the best possible, most accessible pet healthcare insurance product for uh, Tunisian cats and dogs, Mina cats and dogs. Only cats and dogs or are we talking now, about that? For okay. now, we're talking about only cats and dogs. Of course, we're going to iterate based on that. We have in the pipeline the integration of exotic animals and camels and horses, but that is later on in the story, hopefully okay. with an expansion plan towards the GCC market. Okay, so the, to sum up with the challenges, if we can list three main challenges for any person now listening and would like to launch their own insurtech in Tunisia. You would say the first one is legal framework? Yes, right? absolutely. Legal this framework. This is the number one. That is the number one. It is the number one challenge, but I like the way you use the word challenge and I use the same word. It's Not challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge, so you have to take it in stride and understand that, yes, the law here is geared towards maintaining the status quo, but that in reality is the law anywhere. It's yeah, not it's as kind elastic. Of kind yeah. of, uh... It's not elastic enough to cater to disruption. So you have to understand where that comes from and then create solutions that live within the spirit of that legal framework and builds and iterates upon it. And of course, it's quite helpful to have partners who understand this framework and who are also passionate about about creating great things. So yeah, the first, let's say, challenge is the legal framework. The second challenge I would venture to say is access to funding. And in this regard, access to funding is actually a double-edged sword. So some people would look at access to funding as something that blocks them from inception. That is not necessarily the case in Tunisia. It's very easy to it's not very easy, but it is relatively accessible to create a product in Tunisia, at least at MVP level. Access to technology sometimes is also a bit difficult since we, at this country, sometimes suffer from the migration of very skilled developers, mm, but true. they're still there, engineers are still here, and they're still passionate, and they still want to create wonderful products. But access to funding is also something 
that you would need to gain traction, and that is something yeah. we are in right now. Accessing funding to get traction could be a bit challenging, but it's not impossible nevertheless. And the, the third main challenge, let's say, is staying the course. And this is fundamentally a challenge to any startup or to any entrepreneurial journey. The highs are very high and the lows are as well very True. low. But if you, it sounds like a cliche to say, if you truly believe in your product, then you will succeed. It's not just about true belief. It's you have to truly believe in your product, your metrics and your optics and just list all of these down and iterate upon them without fear of the elusive mm, product true. market fit. You just have to keep hammering that point home, true. only pivot when you are comfortable enough at, at your level and stay the course. Great. The good transition, talking about markets. What do you think about the um, latest trends in North African or maybe I would say even GCC market because there is a lot going on there. I'm not talking about the European market because it's mature enough, but where there are stuff to do, let's say in this <laughs> kind of niche, I would say North Africa and maybe next, uh, I don't know, Egypt, the GCC region and so on. So what are the main trends that you're like looking at? Actually, it's an excellent question because it, it goes with our own, let's say, goals because we do look at the, the MENA markets, so the North African and the GCC markets as growth markets for us at Petsi Group. And for InsureTech, let's say globally, I think it's, it's the same trends that we would see world. It's mostly about the ease of access to insurance. Insurance has always been something a bit elusive. We can venture to say that many people do not purchase insurance unless it's mandated by the law, i.e. car yeah. insurance for yeah. the most part. Many insurers have struggled before in terms of selling health insurance or selling so, life especially insurance. Especially in Africa. Yeah. yeah, especially in Africa. So it's about accessibility because it hasn't been accessible before. Now, innovative insurtech products that really leverage tech and leverage changing consumer, let's say, behaviors quite quickly and in an agile manner, I believe is the way to go because there's no reason why insurance is very expensive. It is very expensive because we are not only dealing with risk, but we are paying hefty salaries to many people and uh, yeah. it's very classical, very rigid and mm. very uh, offline, yeah. let's say, and that creates a lot of paperwork, which creates a lot of uh, wasted time, wasted paper, which is bad for the environment in and True. of itself, and also a lot of inefficiencies, let's say, which will, of course, bring up cost and thus bring up price and make accessibility more difficult for users. Now, the trends that we are seeing is that it's shifting the other way. How can we make it more well-priced, let's say? How can we make it cheaper? How can we make it more accessible? You don't have to move anywhere. You just have to adapt to, to those changing tides and we're very optimistic let's say about this in, in the MENA region and worldwide as well. But I believe in some regions it's more it would be more difficult than others because for example when we talk about Egypt or Tunisia I'm not talking about pets but even persons Sometimes, as you said, like people don't have insurance if it's not obliged. So in Egypt, I think, I believe it's a good market to scale. Amazing. But even for persons, I'm not talking about pets. It's first educational part, second inclusion, third innovative, fourth, like going from person to pets. So it's maybe it's some, there are some challenges. 
in some markets versus others in GCC where, for example, they are used to this type of new tech companies coming and they are, they are bankable. They don't have this inclusion problem. Yeah, that is very true because when people have more disposable income, they would, of course, look into buying these things. But fundamentally, I don't look at insurance, at least the way we offer it at PetsyGo, as, as something that you will only go into because you have disposable income. Again, I like to go back to first basics in terms of thinking about business and look historically into what insurance tr truly is. It's about mutually taking the risk. It's about mutualization of that risk. It's a certain level, let's say, a certain number of, of clients or people who have mm -hmm. bought an insurance product whereby that sheer yeah. number with the law of big numbers would allow everyone to get reimbursed on or to mitigate whatever risks they may have. And that's how you truly create virtuous circles. So that's why I am really optimistic about the future of InsureTech because insurance in and of itself is a high traction field and like it needs traction to be viable. Yes. So there's no, there's only yeah. one way one road. it's up. You <laughs> have to sell more insurance policies yeah. for it to become a viable product. Yeah. And we are very True. comfortable and confident kind of. in that. And by providing, let's say, maximum accessibility, it's all about trying to talk to our end clients and uh, having a 100% mobile experience via mobile app gives us that, that intimacy because people have very intimate relationships with their phones and uh, we can access them there at the comfort of their homes and actually truly engage in a conversation about their needs, about their specificities, later on of course we can leverage that as well yeah talking about leverage so what are the um, you think the next milestones like when we are talking about uh, scaling or the expanding adventure etc like what would be the three main milestones for you next next month or i would say because it's really a marathon here so i wouldn't say next year it's next month yeah so the, the in the next months actually the milestone that we wish to achieve is a thousand insurance policies for cats and dogs here in tunisia we want to achieve that benchmark that milestone to actually be comfortable in our product market fit position in tunisia and leverage that to actually scale and expand throughout the MENA region. We would start by targeting Morocco, Egypt, and the GCC directly. We do believe in blitz scaling, and we do believe that the app is robust enough to, to scale geographically. Our cloud computing solutions are state-of-the-art and international, and we are untethered in terms of our growth potential. So that is quite advantageous. And beyond that, we want to truly focus on being a, an intratech pillar in terms of pet insurance because, and this is a very exciting actually project that, that I would like to share in the, in the future of, of PetsyGo, hopefully, which is to leverage the different data entry points that we now collect and also the, the journey that any given user or customer would have at PetsyGo with their cat or dog and, and the different, let's say, ailments, maladies, and how that could be cross-referenced with weather, geography, behaviors, etc., to actually be able to arrive at a certain point where we can leverage predictive uh, models and we can leverage predictive algorithms that could 
allow us to provide the best possible care for the most accessible or the most suitable pricing immediately and directly on the go to all users. And this goes in tune actually with the whole growth trajectory that we do believe in, in, in technology, which is leveraging, leveraging predictive algorithms and leveraging artificial intelligence to actually bring up a myriad of data and then translate that into viable information. Insurance is a true mine of data because we truly go hand in hand. We hold, I like to think of it allegorically as if we hold the client's hand through the hurdles, let's say, if we hold that pet's paw, in this case, through the different, let's say, healthcare problems or issues or challenges that they will face. So we can adapt and learn and iterate based on that to provide more quick, more accessible and more intimate solutions for, for future clients worldwide. So these are, let's say, the three big milestones for the next months amazing. and years. Yeah, amazing. I have a question that came to my mind when talking about clients, mm -hmm. like the clients themselves and their pets, right? They are clients, these pets. So just a quick question. Is there any challenges about the GDPR for pets? In, in, in ways, the GDPR, of course, is just for humans and in terms of health. So we're talking about HIPAA, the equivalent mm. of HIPAA, let's say, for pets. It's not as scrutinized as it is for humans. Of course, animal rights are not as developed as human rights. But of course, we exercise full privacy because we believe that the pet is an integral part of the human, not something they own. It's yeah. an entity, a live entity that they live with that, that is a member of their family. So we do treat it as the, the standard that we hold ourselves accountable to, to treat this information with the utmost levels of privacy and security. Because we do love pets, you know, they have their first Who doesn't, names. yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And we actually, it's funnily enough, in our, in our back office in our dashboard we actually have a whole tab for pets so we can we use pets as an identifier as well okay so we don't necessarily just identify with uh, with clients we also identify with their pets intimately yeah very good i really respect this um, mindset let's say which uh, needs to be really more how to say it more expand uh, in all these regions, especially where the rights for animals are not really at the level of person's rights. But, and this is, should be a really important, how to say it, important value that everybody needs to share. So they are, just to sum up, we talked about, uh, first, we talked about your background, we talked about uh, the mission, the why behind Let You Go. We talked about the trends worldwide and in the region and GCC and the North African region. The struggles, or I would like to say challenges in the Tunisian market, first of all, the legal framework, but also about the next My Thoughts for Petsigo. I would like to ask you today, how can we help you? Like anyone who is listening to this podcast, this is also the aim, is that we create a community around this. How can we help? Is there any type of partners are you looking at right now or for the future? What's the way, the best way also to reach out? Do you have any social media links or, yeah? Well, thank you very much for the question and the segue. Actually, I want to reach out to all of your listeners who are interested pet owners, let's say, in Tunisia, first and foremost. We now only serve dog and cat owners in Tunisia, unfortunately, but soon enough we will expand. And I'd like 
to reach out to them and tell them that they can find us on petsigo.com. They can find all of our relevant socials and they can also download the app directly from there or from the App Store or the Play Store. Beyond that, I would also like to reach out to, to relevant partners within the InsureTech or the pet care fields that would like to have a conversation or grab a cup of coffee about the state of innovative insurance solutions and ways we can synergize to provide the best possible care for the pets that we love, for our fluffy friends. And because PetsyGo is a mobile application, then it is truly a, a pathway to create beautiful synergies, be that in product or be that in also reaching out to the maximum number of, let's say, pet owners or pet lovers. And to do that, to actually push this journey to its greatest, let's say, scale opportunities. I'm also reaching out to potential investors and potential partners who are prepped to, to join this adventure with a scaling and rising Tunisian pet insurance entity that is going to expand to the MENA region, to the GC markets, and also to the European markets with beautiful products and services that truly leverage innovative technologies. Thank you very much, Dia. I would like really to thank you for this high quality discussion. Really, we enjoyed discovering some insurance highlights of the market or worldwide markets in general. I wish you really good success. I hope to hear from you soon, maybe another podcast where and we would have more be, results, right? That would be wonderful, yeah. And okay. also I thank Keith and Hafez for this idea, for trying to join this adventure with you and wish you guys a, very, a lot of success. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us, Dora. And uh, thanks to all of your listeners. And of course, you can find us on PetsyGo.com or PetsyGo on the App Store or the Play Store, as well as PetsyGo on all relevant socials. Thank you all. Thank you. That was Dora Mabuli, uh, MENA episodes on Voice of Fintech. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.